Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke in the third chapter. Hear these verses. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus also was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Lord, we thank you for your word and for its reading. But gracious Lord, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, our hearts and our minds would be moved and open to receive something you have just for us this day. And gracious Lord, I also pray that you would take these words of mine, that you would turn them from water to wine. Because, God, we know that you can take the simple things of this world and do a miracle with them. So do that again here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the really beautiful things about the church year and the, and the church calendar is that we also um, have something that go, corresponds with it called the Revised Common Lectionary. And it's something that's not just used by one denomination or another, but it's used across the Christian world. And so Roman Catholics and, and Protestants and people literally all over the world can follow along. We, we don't get to read every single verse of Scripture, but we read a lot of it. And it's in a three-year cycle. But even though we cycle through it, we stick to those main holidays, those, those key things about our faith, about the Christian faith, about what it is to have a life with God. And, and so as the Christian year and the lectionary flow, we find ourselves, since we celebrated Epiphany last week, that leads us to, to remembering and celebrating the baptism of our Lord Jesus. And so we read now the verses that talk of how Jesus himself was baptized. And I thought it would be important for us to take some time to consider our baptism. Our baptism. Some of us may remember. Some of us may have the exact date the location etched in our minds because some of us have had what, what is called a believer's baptism. And so we, that means that we have taken it upon ourselves to profess our faith in Jesus Christ, to renounce sin, uh, to acknowledge our, a life lived for God, our desire for that, and, and to, to say that we want to be a part of this family of God. 
And not only that, but we want to support one another and encourage others who are a part of this family of God. And so in profession of faith, or maybe even as those who are our teenagers, our confirmands, when they've come, if they weren't baptized as a child, as an infant, then they would make that profession of faith. And then water would either be sprinkled, perhaps, maybe poured, or if you were one of those who may have found yourself being immersed, immersed into a, a pool or a, some body of water to receive that new life by the Holy Spirit. Some of us, though, maybe a few more of us, perhaps, remember the stories of our baptism. Know that as an infant, we were brought, we were brought among a family of believers and we were presented for baptism. And, and then our parents or godparents or sponsors took uh, uh, upon themselves to answer the questions and, and to, to commit, to covenant, to raising us in this life of faith. And then those of us who were witness to it affirm our baptism, affirm our beliefs, and commit to caring for that child, commit to helping to raise that child in the faith. Now, I don't remember my baptism because I was baptized as an infant, but I remember the stories of my baptism. I remember that my family all gathered on a cold winter month because I was born in December, and they gathered, <laughs> and I was baptized into a community of faith. And then I also remember my uncle saying how he was able to hold my head in his hand with my feet at his elbow, and then he just kind of stared at me going, wake up. I came all the way from Colorado to see you. Come on, wake up. Well, I was a baby. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but that's one of the stories around my baptism. Some of us have stories. Some of us instead are given the opportunities to reaffirm what happened to us and for us as we were children. And that's the thing, though, about baptism. It's something that we should remember and celebrate even more than our birthdays because our baptism was the day, the moment, the time in which we received that gift from God, that, that grace that welcomed us in to the family of God, that we received the pouring out of water as a symbol of the blessing that we have been given through the Holy Spirit. This life of faith, this, this forgiveness of sins, this opportunity to continue to, to grow in our faith. And this, this blessing, this gift of being a part of the family of God. We're not baptized to an individual life. We are baptized into a family. 
We are baptized into a group that says we are committed to caring for one another. And, and the best part is that our baptism can't be taken from us. It is ours through the Holy Spirit. And so it is something that we should celebrate and rejoice and remember with gratitude and joy and celebration that we would remember that no matter what we may face, we are God's. No matter what kind of trials we may encounter, no matter what kind of temptation, even sin we fall into, we are always God's. Now, John, he said how he was baptizing with water, how he was preparing for the one who was to come. He baptized with water, telling people, repent of your sin and turn your life to God. But then he said, there's still one who's coming. The Messiah will come after me. He will come in power and authority. And I am not even worthy to untie his sandals. And when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire with the Holy Spirit and light. Yes. So our baptism, though we may use water, our baptism is because of Jesus in the Holy Spirit and of light. And we say it every time we baptize one, that the Holy Spirit would then now work within you to help you become a fully devoted follower of Christ. It's said at every baptism that the Holy Spirit is now upon you. And then we go about living our lives. And I think that probably for some of us, we think, well, I don't know what fire you're talking about. I'm not really sure if I've got that. First, let me say that God doesn't go halfway. God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't do something and then say, oh, wait, let me do it again. Because, because God has said, no, my promises are true. They are yes and amen. And so when you were baptized, you got it all. You got it all. Now, some of us might have said, you know, I don't remember it. And I would like to, I would like to be able to stand and, and make that affirmation of faith and make that covenant before others. And, and even if I was baptized as an infant, I would like to have that experience. And I say, okay, let's reaffirm that. Because it's not something that we're doing again. It's something that we're reaffirming. And it and we reaffirm our baptism every time we bring one here in front of us to be baptized for the first time. We reaffirm our baptism. We say it in, in the words that, we'll, that we find on the screen, right? And, and we, we reaffirm our commitment to God and our baptism, and we reaffirm our commitment to, to 
helping raise those around us, helping encourage and support those around us as we grow in our faith. But sometimes there are seasons of our lives where we're just not feeling like there's much fire there. Maybe you're wondering how connected you really are. And and let me remind us that God never leaves us. God is always with us. And sometimes we just need to adjust our focus. Have you heard or seen or been able to read the, the story in the news recently about the Hubble telescope and how more galaxies have been discovered in space? Have you heard that, that, that they chose to, to just point the Hubble telescope in a direction that looked like it was a complete black, empty space? And they just let it sit there, just in that direction. I think it was like a couple months. And as they allowed it to focus, as it adjusted, light came from what seemed like a dark, empty spot. And in the midst of darkness, light was found and and pictures were able to be taken and more has been discovered. Friends, our God doesn't just do something little. Our God has great plans. Our God is, is so powerful that our God can put things at work, be preparing things that we can't even see yet. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something working, that God isn't about God's ways. And so I wonder maybe if we need to take a moment and instead of just spanning the night sky with a sweep of our eyes and seeing the few stars that are there, maybe a planet or two visible to our naked eye, if we took time and just allowed ourselves to sit with God, how many more stars become visible? And if we allowed ourselves to just sit with God just a little bit more, allowed ourselves time in our day, starting our day, committing it to God, starting our work day, committing it to God, using our drive wherever we're going to allow ourselves to focus on God, if we might then end up seeing a few things that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Because if we're just hurrying by and and assuming we're going to see the things that we always see, then that's what we'll see. But if we allow ourselves to slow down, take a look, allow God to to pour into us a bit more, reading our scriptures a bit more, spending just a few more moments in prayer every day, all of a sudden that light within us, that fire within us, it becomes a bit more visible. It becomes a bit more obvious We because then we, we not only see, but we hunger for it. We want more and we need more. And when we don't have it, there's a difference. And so I, I want you to hear that While it may not feel like it, it's there. And God is ready. God is ready to show you and and walk alongside you in this life as we commit, as we affirm our place in the family of God. Let us pray together. We give thanks 
for all that God has already given us. And we affirm one another in Christian love. As members together in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Yes, the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish us and strengthen us by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we may live in grace and peace. Amen.